We have been in 2022 for not even a full month yet, and chaos is already starting to unfold. But will this matter turn into something that we should really worry about and not make the same mistakes as we did in 2020? Well, you better stay tuned to hear about what has been causing people from all around the world to go into some state of panic. <laughs> um, I just want to tell you guys before I continue that I am recording this at school. So if you hear like noises, just know that I'm at school. So anyways, um, Tuesday, January 4th, 2022, a new variant was discovered in Petah Israel called the Fluorona. According to an article from CNN titled, What is Fluorona and How Serious Is It? states, Israel's first known case of a person infected with COVID-19 and the flu has been detected. The country's Ministry of Health confirmed to CNN on Tuesday, raising questions over how the two viruses might impact someone who contracts them at the same time. Referring to the same article, the first recorded case of the Florana was of an unvaccinated pregnant woman in her 30s, who was discharged Thursday, December 31st. So what is Florana? Florona is when you're infected with the influenza virus and the coronavirus at the same time. This will be damaging to the respiratory system if you are not vaccinated and already have respiratory problems like asthma. So since this story was written and published to today, which is January 12th, and when I'm recording this, um, five states have already confirmed Florona cases, um, which are California, Texas, Kansas, Mississippi, and North Carolina. According to an article from Insider titled, five U.S. states have recorded cases of Florona having the flu and COVID-19 at the same time. According to the same article, carrying both the flu, the flu virus and the coronavirus at the same time, which has a nickname, Florona, is not in itself overly concerning. Steve Farzam, the chief operating officer of a testing center in Los Angeles, told the LA Times, we have all had the flu at some point or someone who we know has been infected with the flu. So we should know that having the flu is not fun at all and neither is the coronavirus. Imagine being infected with both at the same time. This is why we should take precautions once again, like we did at the start of the pandemic, just to keep safe. Even consider taking the vaccine for both. And that is something that I will get into a little later in the story. But what does this mean for El Paso and the Canotillo area? According to an article from KVIA titled, What is Florona? Should El Pasoans be worried? A city of El Paso spokesperson says, there are no Florona cases in the borderland yet. So we don't have much to worry about then if it's not in El Paso yet. However, it's not a matter of if, it's a matter of when the Florona will hit El Paso. You all have heard that phrase this whole time that we've been in the pandemic. It's not a matter of if, it's a matter of when. So going back to the same article, according to health experts, Florona is not a new disease, nor a new variant of COVID-19. This is kind of what I said earlier about what the Florona is. However, like I said, we'll get more into detail uh, just in a bit. The Florona isn't the only thing that has formed. There is now something called the Deltacron, which is when someone is infected with Delta and Omicron. However, the Times of Israel provides information that can help calm our worries. An article titled, Detection of Deltacron Variant Likely Due to Lab Error, Experts Say, states, while it is possible for coronaviruses to genetically combine, it is rare, and scientists analyzing the discovery of so-called Deltacron say it is unlikely. So even though there is a possibility that the Delta virus 
and Omicron can mix is very, very unlikely to happen. But if that possibility becomes a reality, then we should be worried. Um, it's the exact same thing with the fluoronavirus. Um, if influenza and the coronavirus are combined, then we should worry. But right now they're not combining and we're good. We're okay. So now that we have information about what's been going on in the world of the coronavirus, I would like to finally share with you who I interviewed. I interviewed Dr. Armando Mesa, who is an infectious disease expert at Texas Tech University Health Sciences Center. Just so we can get a little more information about who Dr. Mesa is, I asked him the question, what is it exactly that you do in your profession and how long have you been doing this? So I'm a physician, uh, I practice internal medicine and I have a specialty in infectious diseases. I finished my fellowship in 1994. So I've been doing infectious diseases for many years now. And I'm sure that you're aware of the variants that are branching off from COVID-19. And I want to know, like, because the Delta Cron is, is recently discovered, it's new. Um, but however, some are saying that the Delta Cron isn't real and is possibly a lab mistake, while others beg to differ. And I want to know, do you have any information about Delta Cron? And, and it's just from what you know. Since the story talks about the fluoronavirus and the deltacron, I was interested in what Dr. Mesa knew about the deltacron. I asked him the question, do you have any information about deltacron from what you know? Yeah, so let's start from the beginning. The, the original virus uh, was, uh, you know, uh, genetically described and published and it had a, a signature genetic uh, feature that was uh, the hallmark of the virus. Uh, as time went by, the virus started to mutate. And those mutations were tracked and they were changed, um, you know, uh, based on many factors, especially that the virus continues to replicate. So as things started to develop, uh, signature mutations became uh, variants with a name and they started with the Greek alphabet. So they got it with alpha and then they got it, uh, the beta and the gamma and the delta. And what uh, happens is that every time that there is a new mutation that is different from the ones that have, uh, you know, distinguished the other variants, uh, someone gives it another, another name. If you have mutations that are common for more than one variant, uh, then you may say there is a mixed virus. And the Delta Cron, technically by the definition, is the presence of a variant already for Delta, but also has mutations that are seen with the Omicron. Now, any, any finding in the science field needs to be confirmed, needs to be validated by other people and by the official nomenclature scientific body. So once someone discovers a change, what they do is they go and they uh, confirm and validate that finding. So right now, all we know is that it's been identified, but it still needs to be validated as real. Then I moved on to the topic of fluorona. What do you know about this variant 
how damaging can this be to the human body, or is it less effective than other variants? So fluorona does not exist. Actually, it's just a it's a word it's a word game. Fluorona is the situation where you will have in a single person at the same time two infections. One is with flu, the influenza virus, and the other one will be with coronavirus. So what you know what we feared uh, back in 2020 was that uh, with the winter season, the flu season will actually make people infected with the two viruses at the same time. And uh, we hopefully uh, will not see that happening because it did not happen in 2020. But once in a while, you'll see a couple of patients where the two viruses will be present at the same time. Now, how do you know that? Well, we have ways to test for both. And if the test is positive for both, we say this, uh, you know, the patient has the two conditions. It is very difficult to know if, if this is going to happen very often or not. And the main reason is because the way that uh, coronavirus is uh, transmitted is faster and better than influenza. So you will have to be infected with coronavirus and then be persistently infected and exposed to influenza to get the boat at the same time. So most people, when they start getting sick, now that we have learned, we isolate ourselves. We kind of don't start to interact with other people. So whether the fluorona combination of virus is going to be a common situation, I believe that is less likely because of this uh, difference between one virus being transmitted one way at a faster speed and the other virus being transmitted the same way through droplets but a slower speed. So that's what Florona is all about. It's just a combination of two names. Then I asked Dr. Mesa, what's the number one thing that people should really worry about when it comes to people being affected with two things at once? Well, because infectious diseases are very interesting field. We have uh, diseases that are transmitted in different ways, but the worst ones are the ones who have a respiratory transmission. So people need to be very aware that the risk of transmission of infection like this one is, is at the highest ever, because we have a very high population in the world. And because our ability to get from one place to another has increased also significantly. So now we have a combination of viruses that we've never been exposed a hundred years ago, or even more less than that. And now we're exposed next day. So that's a big problem with infectious diseases in this day and age. The other one is really the resistance of uh, people to get uh, vaccinated because the only way that you have right now to protect yourself in a fairly reasonable way is by vaccination. So if you don't have that advantage, you are putting the two events at a very, very high chance of uh, spreading and getting another pandemic. Hopefully, you know, it will not be as bad as this one uh, at risk. So, so we need to understand that viruses do not understand the politics. They don't know about you know what you think or what you believe viruses are going to infect people what and that's my main concern with this situation we have been dealing with this world of 
viruses going on for a while now, and I wanted to know where he thinks we would stand a year from now. Well, uh, my prediction is that we eventually will uh, get into a steady state. That is, people, everyone at some point is going to become exposed and or immune to the virus via vaccine. So, so once we have everyone immune to some degree, then again, the virus is not going to get stronger provided that we don't have people who have never been infected. And the virus is going to get a little weaker, but it's going to become a flu, a, a common cold virus. That is the ones that, you know, everyone gets once in a while, that you get sick for two or three days, that you have the runny nose, a little bit of sore throat, a little bit of cough, and then you are done. That's going to be the kind of virus that uh, we will be seeing in the future. But um, as we have learned, when you have viruses and exposures and mixture of viruses uh, from either uh, other people or from uh, like reservoirs, like animals, that's when the risk is going to be very high. So we're going to have to be very careful as a, as a medical community to track those viruses. And instead of saying, oh, we're not going to have another one until 100 years from now, I think the chances that these viruses uh, and new viruses are going to be creating the risk of a pandemic is going to increase. So we'll go into steady state. We're going to be okay. But then we need to wait for the next one because the next one is not going to wait 100 years. It's going to be a lot shorter than that. Finally, I asked him if there's anything else he would like to add. Well, uh, I think that it's important that people have uh, at this point in the uh, life of uh, our our world um, realize the importance of infectious diseases as a major area of knowledge for the general population and interest for the medical community. We need to understand that we are very vulnerable as individuals when we have these situations uh, where we have uh, a complication of uh, many factors, including resources, lack of a vaccine, high risk populations. We have, uh, you know, uh, and sometimes funding uh, limitations for testing. And uh, I think that is important that uh, when uh, something like a vaccine that came with a very, very um, quick turnout, uh, turnaround time for developing it, even though it is important that we are careful and cautious uh, to know and make sure that we get what we need, but also that we, in these situations of crisis, we embrace uh, vaccination and any preventive measures because being on a lockdown is a lot more expensive and a lot more complicated than getting a vaccine. So I don't think that vaccine is the perfect solution if that's what people are looking for. But I don't think that is a bad solution. I don't think it's a bad option. I think vaccines are very good option, provided that you have a limited amount of options and resources. And things will change. These vaccines eventually will be shown that they are as effective as the old vaccines and that we're going to use them a lot more than we used to use them uh, ever before. And I'm very optimistic that the future will um, will be better now that we have learned this lesson. So there you have it. Uh, remember to take safety precautions and to keep an eye out for updates on the news. So thank you all for listening to my story and for listening to the podcast. Please stay safe. My name is Frida Moyer, and I'll talk in the next one. Bye.